0: to another baseball broadcast brought to you direct from Comiskey Park. Today's game is between the Chicago White Sox and the Washington Senators. And now out to Comiskey Park and Hal Cotton, who is going to interview one or more of your favorite players That's from the playing field.
1: Stay right. Hal
2: Cotton. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Good afternoon from Comiskey Park, the home of the White
1: Sox at Chicago, where we take the air from the field,
2: but in midst of one of the doggondest demonstrations we've ever seen in a ballpark, and what a thrill it is all the way through. It's Lions Day, you know, the International Lions Exposition, Exposition or whatever. What is it, anyway? Anyway, they're having a big gathering here this week, and it's Lions Day out here at Comiskey Park. Bands from all over the United States are here parading around the field. The band from Menasha, Wisconsin, the high school championship band, has formed the letter W out in the outfield back of second base in their cadet gray trousers and blue... Uh jacket and the white pom-poms, a marvelous band. Right in front of us now is the Flandreau Band, all decked out in red coats and white trousers. And all these bands, a good many of the members of the band are girls. The Michigan band were from Benton Harbor, paraded the field just a moment ago. A whole Florida delegation, which uh, came in in an automobile train of 47 cars, is gathered, a few of them right here, but a whole bunch of them over back at the first baseline, including one fellow that weighs at least 500 pounds more than me, wearing a bathing trunks. And uh, thank you, thank you very much. From Lakeland, Florida, here got some matches. we all the way to Florida. Okay, that's fine. The uh, band right here now is uh, spread out all the way from here at the dugout down to the end of the left field line playing. And somebody's firing off blank cartridges in the grandstand. The uh, Florida delegation, all their cars were yellow and they're wearing these yellow sun helmets. And it's really something worth looking at. Incidentally, all around here... Yeah, I knew Dixie's a lion. Hey, Dixie. So am I.
3: <laughs>
2: sure. We're all lions. I think I belong to four different clubs. I don't know. Did you? Well Dixie's very proud of being a lion. I know that. And uh well, where are you from?
3: Uh, Chicago, uptown. Oh you're uptown yeah, lines. uptown lions.
2: Oh, I think that's where I first was made a lion in Uptown Lions. I went up there and made a speech about uh, oh ten years ago. Well, I just started in a year ago to make speeches up I
0: there. I well, <laughs> And We organized an auxiliary up there last fall, and out of that, I conducted a breakfast for twelve hundred lioness. Oh, mm-hmm. that's marvelous. We had four of Dixie the ballads. Eh? We had Dixie Walker, uh, the pitcher Dietrich Sewell, and uh, we had uh, the noisy one, uh,
2: Mister Benura. Mister Benura, I up see. there this morning. I went away from me. I had the appling with me. He went on the air. He said he was supposed to go there with too, but he couldn't make it. Another southern boy, you know. Another southern boy. <laughs> so you know how they like that. Well, we kidded uh, Zeke Manure this morning and told them that he was a bachelor and
0: that he had a girl. And everybody wondered who his girlfriend was. And when I told them that it was mother, you should have
1: seen him and you
2: should have seen the women. They just went wild. He was afraid you were going uh, <laughs> to give something away. I think. <laughs> Incidentally, uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's uh, sort of, uh-oh, here's the cowboys out here now with their blank cartridges and it's a Wisconsin day out here also. I am talking to George Dobbins of, uh, Waiwaga, Wisconsin. There's a good word to pronounce. He's past district governor there. And among other things, they brought some souvenir boxes of cheese down here. You know, up there in Wisconsin, they produce a million pounds of cheese a day. About 57 and percent of the cheese produced in the entire country. And they're down here helping to celebrate that. The, uh, Wisconsin band is coming off the field now, marching in through the outfield, led by two very charming young ladies in uh, uh, the, uh, uh two very charming young ladies are leading the band in here, and, uh, followed by a man leader. Uh, I, I want to introduce Frank at that. Frank Birch of uh, Milwaukee. I understand you're going to be the next international president. Well, is I like that. How are you? You're going to be the I like yeah. uh, that. What kind of convention do you have me? Oh, I have a marvelous convention. How many people are get, get oh, yeah. there. The oh, there must be five, six thousand. I six more. thousand. Now, you just told about oh, this. All right. There's Hawaii and Alaska and all of right. a- the, all the Yeah, right. that's uh, marvelous. I think you're putting on one of the finest shows I ever saw put on in a ballpark. And one thing I like to start with the ballplayers while they watch it. Flag the building's back to the corner and said, well... Sort of fun to have all the noise now. Well, the way the Sox have been going, they don't need my ceiling practice, I guess. Uh, hey, your club up in Milwaukee took a couple of bumps lately. we got to do something about that. Well, all right. You take uh, <laughs> out our good players and put them in the big leagues, though. Yeah, well, that's right. You had a great club last oh. year, and they're all doing well up oh, here. Yeah. All right. right. and uh-huh. and all the rest of uh-huh. them. That's right. Uh, Frank, I wanted to say, you and congratulate you on your... When do you get elected? Tomorrow? Friday noon. Friday noon. Uh-huh. Nothing goes wrong. Nothing goes wrong. There's uh-huh. no flats uh-huh. to ride That's
1: uh-huh. right. Uh-huh. No No dark horses. Okay, Frank.
2: Thank you a lot for saying hello. Now, there the, uh, is Clint Brown. He's doing movie camera mad now. He's coming around here. Clint, uh, how long did you uh, hold up before you started going for this movie business?
1: Oh, a long
2: time. Is that okay, mm-hmm. your first day at it? Yes, first day at it. First day at it. <laughs> well, you probably broke
1: him yesterday,
2: so well, I got a good already. You're out. <laughs> Two managers, Bucky Harris and Jimmy Dykes, are being presented by Mr. uh, Dobbins with the uh, uh, souvenir boxes of cheese out there with the Wisconsin band in the background to form the picture. And uh, the South Florida delegation is still grouped all over the place, and the uh, Slendro band over here with a fellow in an Indian costume is still playing out back of us while we try to do some more. The... uh, they're announcing now that the presentation of the teas is being made. Incidentally, I got the other one.
1: <laughs>
2: I got me a, a little souvenir today. The uh, players uh, really didn't get much in the way of practice on account of all this excitement. I almost wish I was upstairs where George is, where you could really see it, and not be right down in the middle of it where we are, because uh, half the time you can't see, everybody crowds around. But that's all. Hello, Luke. How'd you make out this noon? All right. You're a bad referee? Oh, you missed one in the court. <laughs> Luke Gavlick, you are him down to be a referee on Charlie Lyon's show today. Here are the, uh, they gave me one. Thank you, Frank, very much. Huh? <laughs> all right, I'll take it up to George. That's all right with you. Or do you want it to go to one of the other boys? Yeah, the other There's one, four others up there, so oh, you okay. take one up, you're going to have a fight on your hands. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll take it up and ask them to. I'll
1: be willing to pass
2: them around for you. <laughs> yes, sir,
1: absolutely. Your
2: That's right, okay. Okay, it's been in Wisconsin. I told them all about it. <laughs> Here's the line of uh, today, ladies and gentlemen, for uh, Washington Almeida Center. Lewis third Travis short Simmons left Stone right Cool first Meyer second Rick Farrell catching and DeJong pitching for the White Sox Hayes second Kravitz center Walker right Benura first Radcliffe left Appling short Berger, third. School catching. And Dietrich will do the pitching. When we get upstairs, we'll find out just how the umpires work. More fireworks. boy, boy, What's a lot of fun. Well, everybody's starting up in the stands now. And, uh... I don't know whether it's safe for me to come up there, George. Are they shooting up that way or are they just shooting? <laughs> anyway, uh, I think that we've had enough excitement for the moment. Everybody filing into the stands. It was a grand show. And now the White Sox and the Senators are going to put on a show that they hope to be just as good for them. And now... Uh, George, I'm gonna start upstairs. Looks like I'm gonna have quite a few people to get through, because there must be a good, oh, I would say 12,000 people at this ball game today, which is a terrific crowd for midweek, and it's cash, too. Cash on the line, my friend. <laughs> so now, uh, if you'll do a little switching in the studio, I'll start upstairs. That's All right. right
0: off. Thousands of requests for Texaco's 1937 baseball scorebook are pouring in every day. Don't wait any longer to send in your request card for your own copy you'll find a great fun to score these games play-by-play play, just as Hal Totten does. The system is explained simply and in detail. In addition, day by day, as unusual plays develop, Hal Totten will tell you how to score them. The book is crammed with other interesting baseball information. You'll find pictures and rosters of both teams, complete schedules of all major league teams, many pages of interesting data on the Cubs and Sox. The 1937 text of the baseball scorebook is something worthwhile having, and it's easy to get. All you have to do is go to any Texaco dealer and ask for a request card, stamp it, and put it in the mail. Your own copy of the, of the Texaco scorebook will be mailed directly. Remember, the 1937 Texaco baseball scorebook is absolutely free. Get your request card in the mail today. And now to give Hal Totten a chance to get up to at the booth out at Comiskey Park for this afternoon's ball game between the Chicago White Sox and the Washington Senators, we'll give you the schedule of the other games to be played in the major leagues together with what sporting information we have time for. Taking first the National League, the Cubs are in Philadelphia today playing a doubleheader against the Phillies. The Cubs won the first game today, 4-1, to one with four runs, ten hits, and one error. To the Phillies, one run, eight hits, and no errors, with Lee and Hartnett, the Cub battery for the entire game, and for the Phillies, Johnson and Grace. In that game, Collins had a home run in the first inning, and Camille of the Phillies had one run, a home run in the ninth inning, to make the only tally for the Phillies in the first game. The second game has not started yet, but will start in about 15 minutes. In Brooklyn, the Dodgers are taking on the Pittsburgh Pirates and lead the Pirates at the end of the first half of the second inning, one to nothing, with Bowman and Todd, the Pirate battery, and for the leading Dodgers, Jeffcoat and Spencer. In New York, the Giants entertain the Cincinnati Reds. At the end of the first inning, it's a scoreless tie between the Giants and Reds, nothing to nothing, with Hollingsworth and Davis, the Red battery, for the Giants, Castleman and Dannings. In Boston, the Bees are playing a doubleheader against the St. Louis Cardinals. At the end of the ninth inning, the score is tied at one and one. Between the Cardinals and the Bees, with Blakeno and Owen, the Cardinal battery, for the Bees, Fetty and Miller. And now in the American League, in St. Louis, the Browns will take on the New York Yankees again this afternoon, and the game will be played because it's clear in St. Louis, but the game won't start until about 4 o'clock Chicago time. In Detroit, where the weather's clear, the Tigers will take on the Boston Red Sox. In Cleveland, the Indians are entertaining the Philadelphia Athletics in two games. The first game has started, and at the end of the fourth inning, the Indians lead the A's 3 to nothing with Thomas and Conroy, the athletic battery, for the Tribe, Harder, and Sullivan. Scores and complete batteries at the end of the third, sixth, and ninth innings of today's ballgame. And now for a bit of baseball and other sporting information from around the country. Lou Gehrig of the New York Yankees and Ducky Medrick of the St. Louis Cardinals continue to set the pace today for the Major League hitters. Gehrig topped the American League batters with a mark of three seventy nine. Following the Yankee first baseman was his teammate Joe DiMaggio. Sam West of the St. Louis Browns, Cecil Travis of the Washington Senators, and Bo Bell of the Browns. Nedrick headed the National League sluggers with a 4-12 average. Paul Weiner of the Pittsburgh Pirates was second, Gabby Hartman of the Chicago Cubs third, Archie Bond of the Pittsburgh Pirates fourth, and Billy Herman of the Cubs was fifth. And now speaking of baseball, here comes a surprise story from St. Louis that one of the greatest baseball players in the history of the National League was dismissed today as manager of the seventh-place St. Louis Browns. Manager Rogers Hornsby was given his walking papers as pilot of the Browns by President Don L. Barnes. Barnes made the customary announcement that Hornsby had been ousted for the best interests of the club. The dismissal was effective immediately. One of Hornsby's aides on the coaching staff, the former first base star, Sonny Jim Bottomley, was named to succeed Hornsby as manager of the team, which has won only 25 out of the 75 games this season. The rift between Hornsby and the President Barnes of the Browns came as a surprise. Recently, Barnes told Trans Radio that he considered Hornsby the best manager in baseball. At the time, Barnes said, quote, Hornsby works morning, noon, and night for the best interests of the Browns. He thinks baseball and lives baseball. Hornsby is a splendid man to hold down the manager's job in our new setup, which stresses the development of younger players, end quote. The deposed manager Hornsby and his successor, Bottomley, were stars of the first order. Hornsby was perhaps the greatest right-handed hitter ever to walk to the plate. Hornsby led the National League in batting seven times and set an all-time major league batting mark of 424 as a member of the St. Louis Cardinals in 1924. Raja hit 400 three times during his career. He played 22 seasons in the big show and wound up with a lifetime average of 359. Hornsby came up to the big leagues from Denison, Texas, in the Western Association. The young second sacker was sold to the St. Louis Cardinals for a reported $500. $500 for a man destined to become one of the most colorful second basemen of all time. Hornsby was made manager of the Cardinals in 1926. He proceeded to give St. Louis its first National League pennant and a world championship. No sooner had St. Louis finished its celebration than Hornsby was traded to the New York Giants for Frankie Frisch, the present Cardinal manager, and Jimmy Ring. The Giants traded Hornsby to Boston in 1928, and Hornsby became manager of the Braves. The following fall, Hornsby went to the Chicago Cubs for a reported price of $200,000 and several players. Hornsby was thought of the most valuable player in the National League during his first year in a Cub uniform. Aggressive Hornsby was made manager of the Cubs in 1931 and was released in 1932. He went back to the Cards the following year. Hornsby was released by the Cardinals in 1933 and appointed manager of the St. Louis Browns to succeed William Killefer. The new manager, Bottomley, is an old friend and teammate of Hornsby. Sonny Jim played first base while Rogers was at second on the St. Louis Cardinals World Championship team of 1926. Coach Charles O'Leary of the St. Louis Browns was fired today along with manager Rogers Hornsby. The Browns president, Donald Barnes, announced that the former St. Louis card manager, Gabby Street, would succeed O'Leary. And now for a bit of sporting information other than baseball. From Chestnut Hill, Massachusetts, former national tennis champion Wilmer Allison will continue his quest for permanent possession of the Longwood Bowl in the third round match today. The 1935 title holder, twice winner of the Longwood Cricket Club Tournament, will take on Howard Stevens of Yale University this afternoon. Gilbert Hunt is paired with Norman Bickle, while Brennan Martin will clash with William Murphy. And from London, the tennis world agreed today that only a startling upset can prevent the United States Davis Cup team from returning the international trophy to American shores. The magnificent uphill battle of Donald Budge to defeat Baron von Kram of Germany installed the United States as the overwhelming choice to defeat England in the challenge round starting Saturday. Even without a strong number of two single players, the American squad figures to win at least four of the five matches. On form, Budge should win his two singles duel, Budge and Mako, should take the doubles, and the American number two singles player should defeat the English number two performer. Bunny Austin looms as the only British winner. And from Chicago, eight young boxers were named today to oppose a Dubuque, Iowa CYO team Friday night in a series of intercity matches. The bouts will be held here in Chicago. The Chicagoans will be fighting also for a chance to be among the Catholic Youth Organization members who will meet a team of South American champions at Soldiers Field on August 25th. The eight Chicago boxers include two who have already fought at Dubuque. Frankie Cainrath, and Jackie Goodman. And from Chestnut Hill, Massachusetts again, Grayson Wheeler of Santa Monica, California, and Mrs. John Van Ryn of Austin, Texas, advanced today to the quarterfinal round of the women's single matches in the Longwood Tournament. Mrs. Wheeler won her her third round by defeating Mrs. August Callis of Richfield, Connecticut, 6-1, 6-4. Mrs. Van Ryn won her third round match from Virginia Ellis of Boston in straight sets, 6 love, 6 love. In two other third-round matches, Mrs. Bonnie Miller-Blank of Los Angeles defeated Grace Turber of New York, 6-1, 6-0. And Norma Taubo of Scarsdale, New York, won for Mrs. E.B. Corbier of South Carolina, Massachusetts, 6-1, 6-4. The country's third-ranking tennis player, Mrs. Sarah Paul Fabian, defeated the Japanese star, Mrs. Tukuku Nakano, today to advance for the quarterfinal round of the Longwood Women's Singles. And now I see that Hal Totten is ready, and we'll go back to Comiskey Park to the baseball game between the Chicago White Sox and the Washington Senators. Take it, Hal. Back
2: at the ballpark, ladies and gentlemen, after <laughs> our hectic start, boy, look at that outfield. You can see where those bands really pee rated can't you? All over the outfield is uh, mm-hmm. stacks of bands bandsmen walking here and there and thereabouts. The uh, White Sox been waiting while Benora was in the clubhouse currently getting... His uh, glove is He finally gets out there in the field. Now umpire Owens is standing out here at the right of the plate, talking to Lewis, the second hitter. Almeida's already there. And I don't see just what the delay is being caused by now. All of the White Sox are on the field. And has finished his warm-up. Umpire Owens standing there talking to Almeida and Lewis. Other umpires talking to the two coaches. And uh, apparently the fans have all finally gotten back in the grandstand, or maybe a few of them are still getting back in. That may be the reason for it. The Florida delegation ended up out there at the plate with a big presentation to the two managers, featuring the huge man in the bathing trunk, and the carrying the alligator. And uh, both teams lined up, one along the first, one along the third base line. It really has been a very, very spectacular display out here, and one that everybody in the park will well remember because things like that don't happen around big league ball arches very often. And uh, they're very, very welcome for a change. Now, umpire Owens is walking over there to the stand to the right because apparently some of the boys are still hanging over the edge and maybe they don't realize that they really have got to uh, uh, get things in off the field before we can go on. But apparently they've done that now to suit him and Rick walks back out here to start the ball game. Finally takes his place up there behind the catcher. Dietrich out there getting ready to pitch the first one. Starts his easy swinging windup. And pitches and Almeida gets a good strike over the outside corner just above the knees. One strike on Almeida. Pitcher again starts to wind up. Throws and Mel takes their ball. It missed the outside counter across away, breaking in toward the hitter. And it's one ball and one strike. One and one to count. One and one. He swings the next hit along, grabs deep right field. The walker's way, way back there near the wall, but it goes in through the stands for a home run. A home run into the lower deck of the right field stands for the first demonstration for the benefit of the justing lions out here. And that ball was really hit. And now some of those cowboy boys downstairs start unloading the blank cartridges which echo through the stands. And El Nato opens the ball game with a home run into the right field stands. To get the Senators a one-to-nothing lead over the White Sox. And it brings Lewis, another left-handed hitter to bat. Deep starts to wind up throws. And Buddy takes a high one wide for ball one. One ball called. But you're again winding up. pitches and the header swings to follow the ball back to the screen. And it's one and one. One ball and one strike. Dietrich waits out there for the next sign, he has it, he starts to wind up again, and pitches, and the hitter gets the second ball wide across the knees, making it two and one, two balls and one strike. There comes the third ball, another wide one, and Dietrich's famous lack of control is starting to bother him very early in this ball game. Very early in this ball game, it's waiting out there again. Starts to wind up, and throws, and the hitter takes ball four It's over the plate, but it's too low, and Lewis gets a base on ball. Well, 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 things aren't looking at all well for the White Sox and their pitcher, and the result is that they have a runner on first base. Nobody out in the first inning. One run already home on his home run, and Travis, the shortstop, still another left-handed hitter is at bat, and the White Sox start somebody warming up. I believe it's Kane warming up in the left field bullpen, and the first pitch to Travis is a sharp breaking third ball that goes inside and low for ball one. One ball called. That's the first base throws again. The hitter swings, hit a fly in the left field. Radcliffe is racing back into his left and makes the catch out there for the first out here in the first inning. Chasing Lewis back to first base and. But he's on first base still with one out. One run already home in the first inning. And Simmons, Al Simmons, the Washington left fielder, is at best. Dietrich stretches, gets ready to pitch the first one, Wow! Well. Pitches on the hitter takes a slow curve and misses the outside corner across the wing. Al is the right-handed hitter, the first to face Dietrich so far. That takes a look at first base. The runner's on the go. The takes a wide one. Sewell's throw gets out there. And the runner slides in safely, stealing second. A good steal of second by Lewis, putting him on second base with one out, one run home in the first inning. Simmons still at bat in the count, two and nothing. Two balls and no strikes. On L. He throws now and Simmons swings and falls the ball on the ground and his foot bounds over to the right and Stuhl cuts over there to pick it up and look it over and throws back now he's gonna take it back to the umpire. Apparently too marred up for use. Simmons is the third
1: ball,
2: it's
3: wide and low, and so it's three and
2: one on Al. Three balls and one strike on Simmons. Three and one to count, here comes that pitcher again, ready. But the second throws, and Al hits a long drive to deep left field, so way, way back, Let's go. that's also in there. And it is, a home run into the second back of the left field stands by Simmons. And he's starting around second base, the ball bounded back into the field, but Al starts on around deep. Bases and it's another home run, this time with a man on base. And I don't believe, will be with us very long if his luck persists in that man. He's given up two hits, both of them home runs. In between times, it was a walk. And the man at that is Stone taking a first pitch wide and low for ball one. One ball called. Washington now leading the stock three to nothing in the first inning. Result of two home runs and a walk. And the next pitch, he finally gets one over down around the knees. And it's strike one. So it's one ball and one strike on Stone. He winds up again, pitches, and the hitter falls this one into the second deck above into the left of the plate. And it's one ball and two strikes on Stone. One and two to count. It's close again for one and ball two. So it's two balls and two strikes. One two so to the count on Stone. He's ready out there again. Has the sign once more. Starts to wind up. Pitches and the hitter swings at an easy bounder down to Hayes who scoops it up, throws the first base, and Stone is out by a step for the second out in the first inning. And make it two out of the first inning for the Senators. Three runs are home. And Joe Cool, the first baseman, is at that. Cool up there at the plate. Another left-handed swinger, by the way. And he takes the first one wide and low for ball one. One ball called. Again, the pitcher starts to wind up close, and Joe starts to swing but changes his mind to take a high one inside. And it's two or nothing. Two balls and no strikes on Cool. One, nothing to count. He'll take the first strike now. Fastball over the inside corner, down around the knees. And it's two and one. He swings the next to drive it into center field for a base hit. And uh, well, a hit base hit, too. He makes the turn for second, but Klevich makes a hard throw right straight to second base. Apling got it right over the bag with uh, out a hop. Turns as though to throw to first, but cool is on his all the way back there by then after making a wide turn. And it puts him on first base with Buddy Meyer. Buddy's the seventh hitter this inning, and six of the seven have been left-handed hitters. The first pitch is high and wide for ball one. One ball call. He waits there again, takes another look at first base. And throws, and the hitter swings in a high fly, coming down foul to the right of the plate, back of it a little. Sewell is back there, and gets it for the third out, ending the first half of the first inning, but not until dire damage has been done to Bill Dietrich. Three runs, three hits, and one man left on base. The Three runs being due to two home runs, a home run by Almeida to open the ball game, a home run by Simmons with Lewis, who had walked on base, and then the single by Cool left him on base. So the Senators are leading the White Sox by a score of three to nothing. As the White Sox come to bat in the last half of the first inning, with Jackie Hayes, White Sox leadoff man and second baseman, the first man at bat. Hayes up there at the plate. DeShong, Jimmy DeShong, is the pitcher for the Senators today. And Jackie sits up there the plate after the umpire dusts it off and pulls on his mask. John out there, starts to wind up, his right-hander, and Pitches in the hitter takes a wide run across the knees for ball one. Just one ball called. John waits there, has the sign again, starts to wind up. Pitches and Hayes takes a fast one for a strike over the inside corner across the chest, and it's one and one. One ball and one strike on Hayes. One and one is the count once more into the curve ball, wide and low, making it two and one. Two balls and one strike. There comes a the wide one across the knees for ball three, so it's three and one on Jackie Hayes. Three balls and one strike. And there's the second strike. He let that one go by. It's over the plate down around the knees. And so it's three and two. Three balls and two strikes. He throws once more. The hitter swings to the half right line. A short center field. Center fielder coming in fast. And grabs for the ball. And Jeff grabs out of his glove. Stone grabs it fast, holding Hayes at first base. And it's a base hit. A hot fly into center field on which Elmade has made a great. And manage to ass, touch it with the tip of his fingers as it drops out there back of second base, and it goes as a base hit for Hayes. Putting him on first base, nobody out in the first inning all the White Sox, and Mike Kvivich, White right Sox center fielder, is at bat. Kvivich up there at the plate. He the first base themselves. Mike gets a long fly, but it's fouled on the right field line and going back into seats out of reach. It's one strike on Kreevich. One strike to count.
1: Pitcher
2: has a sign again now. Throws and Mike swings, did a long walk to deep left field. Way way out there, and it's another home run. And boy, that one went way, way back into the lower deck of the seat. And way back almost to the very rear of the lower deck. And Kreevich is trotting around. Steps on third base and starts onto the plate. Oh, he's. Lions are really seeing some hitting out here. They come out here and they've seen three home runs. And there's only a little more than half inning been played. So the score is 3-2 to in favor of the Senators now in the first inning. And the White Sox have Dixie Walker. at bat. Nobody out. Two runs home.
3: And the pitcher
2: throws the first one. Dix takes it and wide for ball one. One ball called. There isn't a strong wind blowing out either, as a matter of fact, a strong wind from the east. And Almeida's hit was against that wind. The others might be getting some support from it, but not enough to carry them in. The next pitch is ball two. It's also wide, and the count is two and nothing on Walker. Two balls and no strikes. And there comes ball three, inside and low, so it's three balls and no strikes. On Walker, three and nothing, DeShong stops to rub up the ball now before pitching the next one to Dix. The umpire calls for the ball, seeing whether it's all right or not. R. Owens examining the ball down there, finally hands it back to the catcher. He throws it out to DeShong, and Walker, left-handed hitter, steps up there to plate again throws and Dick takes the strike one. Ball four came over the inside corner across the chest. And it's three and one. Three balls and one strike on Walker. It throws again and Dick gets ball four. It's wide. The base on ball. And Zeke Vanura is at that. Vanura up there at the plate. Zeke stops to dig in with his right foot there gets ready to pitch now, or to hit, rather, as Sean gets ready to pitch. Jimmy suddenly steps off the mound, but umpire Moriarty over here at first base calls Time and Walker tosses his glass case to Merv Shea, coaching at first base. to got out there and discovered he still has his glass case in his pocket. Those glasses cost about $18 a piece, you know. And the first pitch to Zeke is a high-pass ball inside for ball one. One ball called. There's the sign again. There's that stretch. He stretches arms out in front of him instead of over his head. And throws strike one over the inside corner about waist high. So the count is one and one. One ball and one strike on Benura. Walker on first base. Nobody out. Two runs home for the White Sox in the first inning. And Zeke gets the second ball hind wide to make it two and one. Two balls and one strike on Henry. Husky, right handed hitter. Two and one is the count. Still watching. Finally gets his sign again. Sit And it's a strike over the outside corner across the knees. Henry lets out a howl. You can hear clear up here. He says, Oh. But the ball curving away from him just nicely caught the corner down around the knees. And it's two balls and two strikes on Benora. Two and two is the count. Two and two. Pitcher throws again. And Zeke swings at a pop fly coming down back of the alongside of the pitcher's mound. And the catcher Farrell goes out there to make the catch for the first out of the inning. Venora pops out the farrell out there near the pitcher's mound. It's one out. In the first inning for the White Sox, Walker is still on first base with two runs home. And Rip Radcliffe, Ray the Ripper, White Sox, left fielder. A left-handed hitter is up there at back. going to hit an easy barter down to Meyer, gets it flipped at the shortstop. He throws the first-foot walkers across the bag well ahead of the throw. Ball was very slowly hit on Meyer, didn't have much chance to make the play start any faster. The pivot was done perfectly by Tyler. And so Radcliffe is on first base, with two out in the first inning, two runs home, and Luke Appling at that. Score three to two in favor of Washington in the last half of the first inning. Deshaun throws the first one, and Luke takes a high one wide for ball one. One ball called. out for the next time, Seems to have it. He's ready. There's the stretch. He pitches. And Appling hits the ball in the center field. Dalmita comes in nicely, though, and makes the catch for the third out. And it's two runs. Two hits. One man left on base in the last half of the first inning. And at the end of the first inning, Washington leads the White Sox by a score of 3-2. to two. Washington leads the White Sox 3-2 to two at the end of the first inning of this ball game. The best is none too good, where 90% of your driving safety is concerned. Be sure your car has the best in chassis lubrication. Have it Marfax regularly. You'll save money, too, because Marfax is the exclusive Texaco chassis lubricant which lasts twice as long as ordinary grease. Rick Farrell at that. Starts the second inning for Washington. Dietrich out there is getting ready to pick the first one. Starts his easy swinging wind up. Pitches, and Rick takes a fast strike over the inside corner a little above the knee. One strike on Farrell. Dietrich winds up again. Throws, and Rick swings to foul the follow ball back into the second deck above and back of the plate. And it's two strikes on Farrell. Two strikes to count. Again, the pitcher throws, Rick swings at a slow bounder, Appling comes in nicely, gets it, throws the first, and while the throw is low, Benora gets it nicely to get Farrell out for the first out here in the second inning. One out of the second inning for Washington, and DeShong,
3: the Washington
2: pitcher, is a bat, he bats right hand as he pitches, and it's already waiting there at the plate. DeShong gets ready to pitch the first one to him, Bill's getting his sign. Starts to wind up and throws, and the hitter swings hit a high fly to right field. But Walker's back waiting for the ball. He has it, and it's two out in the second inning. Two out in the second inning for the Senators, and Almeida, the Washington center fielder, is a bat. Almeida up there at the plate. Blinds up, pitches, and it's a strike over the heart of the plate just above the knee. One strike on Almeida. Throws again, Almeida swings, hit a line, drive to left field, refs, Gets in, fast, gets it, and it's three out. No runs, no hits in the second inning for Washington. And the score is still three to two in favor of the Senators as the White Sox come to bat in the last half of the second inning. First White Sox hitter being Boesberger, White Sox third baseman. Broadcast of the White Sox Washington game comes to you direct from Comiskey Park, the home of the White Sox of Chicago, as a presentation of your neighborhood Texaco dealer, distributor of Texaco Fire Cheap Gasoline. Broadcast reaches you through station WCFL in Chicago. Don't forget to get your request card and send it in for the 1937 Texaco scorebook. Which is now off the presses and being mailed out. Some of them probably arrived this morning at your home. Stop in at any technical dealer, ask for a request card, fill it in completely with the information that the spaces are provided for, mail it to me at uh, WCFL. Let's say NBC, that wouldn't be quite right with it. Although if it lands there, we'll see that it goes the right place anyway. But to WCFL, and then we'll see that you get your scorebook by return mail will be mailed direct to you, no delay in delivery this time. A bigger, better book, and much more complete than last year. Berger has got hit the first pitch, a tremendous ball to deep right center, but Almeida goes over there beautifully to make a nice running catch of that ball for the first out. That Almeida really covers ground. The way that ball started, I thought it was really through there. With Stone coming fast, I didn't think he had a chance. And Almeida came out of nowhere to almost overrun the ball and still make the play. So it's one out in the second inning for the White Sox with Luke Sewell, White Sox catcher, at bat, Sewell up there at the plate for three to two in favor of Washington. Sean winds up now, throws, and the hitter swings, hit a slow monitor down the third baseline. Third baseman Lewis gets it, throws the first, and while Cool had to shift to the back of the bag to take a rather wide throw to the left, he got the runner easily for the second out. and makes it two out in the second inning for the White Sox. And Bill Dietrich, the White Sox pitcher, comes walking up there to the plate. Dietrich has passed the two out on the second inning for the Sox. It's waiting out there for Stein. Pitch the first one to Dietrich. Starts to wind up. And throws, and the swings, then fouls the ball in the ground, <laughs> hit the ground, and bound it out back to the plate, and Sewell was walking on back to the bench, and the ball bounced to him. He very casually called, caught it, looked it over, held it out to the umpire, and pointed something up by it, and the umpire says, throw it out of play. So Luke rolled it out, and over to dug out, and the next pitch comes back for a strike over the outside corner, deep, didn't go after it. So it's two strikes on Bill. Two strikes to count. And he swings at the next one to hit a hard-bounder down to the third base, and he gets it, throws the first, and the runner is out as Poole leaves the bag to take the throw and then steps back on the bag for the third out. The ball was hard hit, but straight to Lewis. So it's no runs, no hits in the second inning for the White Sox. So ball remaining 3-2 to two in favor of Washington at the end of the second inning.
3: It doesn't pay
2: to experiment with motor oil. Always buy new Texaco motor oil and be sure that your car is getting complete lubrication. Texaco resists heat, and it doesn't burn up inside the engine. And also, it lasts longer, saving you real money. Lewis is in start the third inning for the Senators and takes the first pitch inside across the knees for ball one. One ball called on Buddy. Left-handed hitter, as I mentioned. He throws again for ball two. That also missed the inside corner down around the knees. And it's two and nothing. Two balls and no strikes. Walks up onto the mound. they there watching the plate again. Finally has his sign. Starts to wind up. And throws and the hitter takes the ball three high and wide. Got a walk in the first inning and rode home ahead of Simmons on Al's home run. Now he's on his way to another walk from the looks of things. There's the first strike. It's over the outside corner, a little above the knees. So it's three and one. Three balls and one strike on Lewis. Three and one is the count. Three and one. But the throws again. There's a strike over the heart of the plate just about knee high. So it's three and two. Three balls and two strikes on Lewis. Three and two is the count. Pitcher throws one more. Buddy Swings it flying line. Left field. That's just racing back very, very hard. And makes a pretty, pretty running catch way back towards the left field corner. And still on the go, running very hard when he made the play. So it's one out in the third inning for the Senators. And Travis... Cecil Travis, the shortstop, here's a bat. Dietrich got him out very nicely after having found a count three or nothing on him. Got two strikes on the man, and then he hits that fly, which Radcliffe captured, although he had little trouble catching up with it. Dietrich throws now, and the hitter swings at the line, drive left field deep. Radcliffe gets over that fast, takes it on the hop, turns and throws it into second base by fast fielding, holds it to a single. The ball was well hit down the left field line, and Radcliffe coming over fast, caught it on the bounce. And now again, the White Sox starts team warming up in the left field bullpen. Simmons steps up there and suddenly stops to smooth down the dirt in the mound. The umpire, or rather in the batter's box, the umpire calls time for him. Alice back up there again, though. Dietrich's ready to pitch to him, throws, and Simmons swings there a fly coming down foul on the roof of the stand above first base. One strike on Simmons, one strike to count. Still watching first base, finally throws again And it's a high one inside for ball one Making it one ball and one strike on Simmons One and one to count One and one, but your team set once more Draws in the header, swings, hit a bounder down through the shortstop. Appling gets it, flips it to the second base and Hayes throws the first. But Simmons had beaten the relay there. It was a slow bounder, and they even had to make a very fast play to get Travis at second. So Hayes throws to first, had no chance of beating Simmons. So it's two out in the third inning for the Senators. Simmons is on first base, and Johnny Stone, the Washington right fielder, is at bat, Throwing up there at the plate. He the man at first base. And pitches and stone, takes a strike over the outside corner a little above the knee. One strike on Johnny. Waits there again for his sign. Has it, swings around as he gets it. Takes a look over his shoulder at the man at first base. And pitches and the header, takes the ball It's inside across the waist. And it's one and one. One ball and one strike on Stone. One and one the count. He's ready again. Pitches. And the hitter swings. It's the slow ball at the end of the bet. Berger comes over fast. Grabs for the ball. But fumbles it. And the runner is safe on Berger's air. Looked like rather an easy ball. But I think it took just a little bit of a low hop. And while both managed to hit it with the glove and flow it up, he couldn't get it where he could reach it in time to make the play. And it's charged with an error on it. And it moves Simmons to second base. So the Senators have runners on first and second with two outs. In the third inning... And Cool, the first baseman, is at bet. Cool up there at the plate. He hits the first one, fall down the left field line. Well, it's fall right along the line, but fall by inches. And it's strike one. One strike to count. Ball was thrown in there, rolled in along the line, the one that had been hit. Cool got it, just scooped it up in the head, and He batted it back to Kool. He just passes the umpires. with a regular juggling act going down there by the three of them. One strike on Joe. He's just ready to pitch again. He's watching the man's 2nd finally pitches, And Cool hits a beauty out to deep left, That's Rackley's going back there, but it's over his head. Bounds up against the wall. One run is throwing, The second run in. Cool is on his way to third base. Rackley gets the ball and throws it in, three pick. And he got it in the center of the diamond a triple the left center by Cool, driving in two on runs. because they would not have scored if they hadn't been the air by Berger. And it gives the Senators a five to two lead over the hot stop. Senators leading five to two, which is an unfortunate break for Pietrich because he isn't having a good enough day apparently to be able to weather those bad breaks like that food. And the boys come up with Double for him as soon as it happens. Now, the man at third is Meyer, the second baseman, and Buddy take the strike over the outside corner How about waist high. One strike to count. He to throws the getterhead, it swings the bounder down to Apling, it takes a very nasty hop, and Apling has to throw up his the to bat it to keep it from hitting him in the face. By the time he recovers it, another run is home, and Meyer is safe at first base. It was probably a base hit. Yes, it is. A base hit because that one took a very bad hop. Halfling, who was in front of it, had to throw up his hand to keep him getting hit in the face. Just managed to back the ball to the ground. And by the time he recovered it, the runner was across first base. And Cool had scored the third run of the inning. to give the Senators a 6-2 lead over the white Sox, And bring Rick Farrell to back. Oh so, right is hit up there for the plate. Ball swings at a high fly in a short right field. Walker's coming in easily under it. Comes in a little bit faster now and makes the catch for the third out. Ending the first half of the third inning with three runs, three hits, one error, one man that's on base. And all three runs are unearned runs because the error was made on a play that would have been the third out. And so the score is six to two in favor of Washington as the White Sox come to bat in the last half of the third inning with Jackie Hayes. White Sox second baseman and leadoff man, the first man up. Broadcast the White Sox Washington game. Punchy directs in Comiskey Park, the home of the White Sox at Chicago, as a presentation of your neighborhood Texaco dealer, distributor of Texaco Fire Chief Gas Police. Broadcast reaches you through station WCFL in Chicago. He stands there waiting while song goes through his warm up. Remember, the 1937 textbook scorebook is now ready, a book containing not only the complete rosters and sets of of the White Sox and Cubs, but also several pages of data on them and their records, several pages of information about plays and questions that come up in baseball rule interpretations, our complete scoring system with symbols and explanations and pages of illustrations showing how the scoring works out and more pages for scoring games than ever before. Stop at any technical dealer, get a request card, fill it in and mail it in, and the book will be mailed direct to you immediately by return mail. No delay in delivery this year. Hayes, this the first pitch, a long drive through left center, but Almeida's back there, sauntering back easily, and makes the catch for the first out in the third inning. The ball was well hit, but Almeida had no trouble getting over to deep left center to make the play it's one out in the third inning for the White right Shots, and Mike that right White Shots center fielder, is at bat. And the first pitch is a strike over the heart of the plate just above the knees. One strike to count. are again winding up throws, and the hitter takes a wide run across the knees for ball one. For so the count, is one and one. One ball and one strike, uncleated. One and one is the count, but throws the next one. The hitter hits a long drive to right field, but the right stone is, is waiting for that. Gets it, and it's two out in the third inning. Two out in the third inning for the White Sox with Dixie Walker, White Sox right fielder at bat. Walker up there at the plate. has always been more or less tough for the White Sox. While they started out in the first inning, though they were going to make things tough for him, he's caught up with them since then, and with a four-run lead, he is going along pretty well. It goes now, and Dixie takes a wide run across the race for ball one. One ball called. One ball called to Reddy again, winds up, and throws in the header swing to fire the ball into the stand to the right of the plate, and it's one and one, one ball and one strike. One and one the count. And the team set again as Walker was out of the box, we set back up there to the plate once more. Stands are watching his sign. Takes a look around. The boys out there in the field at the play once more. Then starts wind up. And Walker hits the next, a high fly in the set of field. Valmatus coming in nicely under it. Flows up a little bit, but not much, and makes the catch on the run for the third out. Ending the third inning with no run, no hits for the White Sox. And at the end of the third inning, Washington is leading the White Sox by a score of six. Two two, and now for scores and batteries from other cities, we return to the studio.
0: In the National League, the Cubs took the first game of a doubleheader from the Philadelphia Phillies, four to one, with Lee and Hartman the Cub battery for the entire game. For the Phillies, Johnson and Grace. In the second game, the Cubs lead the Phillies at the end of the first of the third, five to nothing, with French and O'Day the Cub battery. For the Phillies, Jorgensen and Grace opening, while Cahill pitching in the third inning. The Dodgers lead the Pirates at the end of the sixth inning, five to nothing, Bowman and Todd the Pirate battery for the Dodgers, Jeff Cole and Spencer. The Reds lead the Giants at the end of the first of the fifth, six to three. Hollingsworth and Davis, the red battery for the Giants, Castleman and Danning opening, Smith pitching in the fifth inning. The Bees took the first game from the Cardinals 5-1 to one with Blake and Owen, the Cardinal battery, for the Bees, Petty and Mueller. In the second game at the end of the first inning, it's a scoreless tie nothing-to-nothing nothing between the Cards and the Bees with Dizzy Dean and Owen, the Cardinal battery, for the Bees, Lanning and Miller. In the American League, the Tigers and Red Sox are tied at the end of the second inning, 1-1. One and one. Grove and des the Red Sox battery for the Tigers, Bridges and Hayworth. The Indians lead the Athletics at the end of the seventh inning, 7-3. Thomas and Conroy opening for the A's, with Nelson pitching in the fifth inning, and for the Indians, Harder and Sullivan. And now back to Comiskey Park and Hal Totten. Take it, Hal.
2: Back at the ballpark for the fourth inning, Kane is now the White Sox pitcher, and the first pitch he throws to Deshaun, the Washington pitcher, is a curveball that goes wide for ball one. Deshaun, that's right-handed, and Kane is the right-handed pitcher, as I believe you remember. Shug starts to wind up again throws and the hitter takes a strike over the outside corner just above the knees, and it's one ball and one strike, 1-1 one, on Deshaun. Once more, the pitcher starts so that wind-up throws, and Jimmy swings then misses the first ball for a strike, making it one ball and two strikes on Deshaun. One to the count. Again, King starts to wind up, throws, and the hitter swings in a high fly. Cleavich is coming in under it. Now he stands waiting, backs up a couple of steps, makes the catch easily, and it's one out in the fourth inning. One out in the fourth inning for Washington and Almeida. Mel Almeida, the Washington center fielder, and leadoff man, a left-handed hitter, is a best. There are only three right-handed hitters in the whole lineup, six left-handed swingers. Simmons, Fell and DeShaw. Now, the only one's batting right-handed. Pitcher throws now, and Mel takes a curveball right and low for ball one. One ball called. And Pitcher seems ready again. He winds up once more. Throw over the middle, reaches out, bunks one, but it goes foul. Back to the stand, and it's one and one. One ball and one strike on Almeida. One and one to count.
1: One and one to
2: count with the pitcher winding up once more. He throws and Mill takes a strike over the outside corner across the knee. And it's one ball on two strikes on Almeida. One and two to count. He swings the next to file it back. And it's still one ball and two strikes on Mill. One and two to count. Team set again, rubs that new ball up. Barney sets down the slide and ready once more. Winding up again. Throws, and Mel Clean did a down to the shortstop. Atling follows a very bad half nicely. Throws rather wide to first, but Vanora reaches way out to the left and gets it for the second out. Throws two out in the fourth inning for Washington. And Lewis, Buddy Lewis, the Washington third baseman, is at bat. Lewis up there at the plate. Winds up the pitch first one to Buddy. Throws and he swings and misses a third ball for strike one. One strike on Lewis. Buddy waits out there again now. starts to wind up once more. Throws, and Lewis takes a strike over the outside corner above the knees. And it's two strikes on Buddy. Two strikes to count. Two strikes, the count, it winds up once more, throws, and there's a ball. It gets away from Sewell, throws back almost to the scene, and it's one and two. One ball and two strikes. One and two is the count, which stands out there waiting again. Takes quite a while, now he's winding up. Well, then the hitter swings in a high fly in a short left field. Bradcliffe is in there waiting for the ball. He's under it now. Has it. And it's three out. No runs, no hits in the fourth inning for the Senators. And the score is still 6-2 to two in favor of Washington as the White Sox come to bat in the last half of the fourth inning. First White Sox hitter will be Zeke Benura. This broadcast of the White Sox-Washington game comes to you directly from Miski Park, the home of the White Sox in Chicago. ...as a presentation of your neighborhood... Texaco dealer, distributor of Texaco, Fire Chief Gasoline. The broadcast reaches you through Station WCFL. you you see Donald He come up here just a few minutes ago? You know, I bet another one's listening in, too, recuperating from some injuries he got in an accident. He's also spending his vacation in bed. That's Alex Robb. He's doing a a lot of listening in, both at the hospital and now that he's home at home. I think he listens to me once in a while, at least I hear he does... And we're all doggone glad to hear that Alex is getting along better. Although again, it's, I'd say it's an awful way to spend the vacation. <laughs> Here is Venora out there. Zeke gets the first one to fly to right field. Stone is going back on it, or oh, he gets over his head, bounces back into the field, and he gets it and throws it in as Venora pulls up at second base. Mr. Stone was going to be nonchalant that time, and he started back on that ball very slowly, just taking a step or two, and then he stopped and looked, and then started to race back, but by that time, the ball was over his head. He, man, that fellow, Benoit, really hits the ball, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's a 2 base hit for Zeke, putting him on second base. With nobody out in the fourth inning for the white star, and he man that that is drips right there. Let's take the first one inside across the waist. It's ball one.
3: One ball called.
2: One ball called. It seems ready again. Throws the hitter, hits the bounder down to the shortstop. Travis comes up with the ball, throws the first, and Radcliffe right is out easily for the first out in the inning with Benora having to stay at second base. The rip is on second base with one out in the fourth inning, and Appling, Luke Appling, white short shortstop is at bat. And there's a high one wide for ball one, and the count is one ball called on Luke. One ball called, but the team set again. Pitches, and Appling swings, then tried to stop his swing, but couldn't. He fell down trying to stop it, and he missed a high fastball inside for a strike. Umpire calls time as Appling steps out of the batter's box. But he steps back up third to again. The sound is one ball and one
3: strike. Keeps
2: watching second base throws again. And the hitter hits the foul down past first base. It goes on down the line to the... This is bullpen where one of the boys gets it. The throw it back in. And it's one and two. One ball and two strikes. One and two is the count. And there is another ball. It's wide, and the count is two balls and two strikes on athlete. Two and two the count, but you wait there again for the next time. Takes another look back at second base throws. And Luke hits another foul down the right field line, this time back into the seat. It's two balls and two strikes on Appling. Two and two the count. Two and two. Pitcher waiting there again. Hands on his hips while he gets the sign. Now a stretch in front of him. Looks back at second. Pitches and it's ball three. Appling step back. Take one just above the knees inside. And it's three and two. Three balls and two strikes. Three and two is a comp. It's the out there again. Takes another look at second base. Now he's ready. Pitches. And it's a curve ball wide and low for ball three. Or ball four, rather. And Appling gets a base on ball. Puts him on first base. The White Sox have runners on first and second with one out in the fourth inning. And Boesberger, Louberger, White Sox, third baseman, is at back. Washington leading the White Sox by a score of 6-2 to two in the last half of the fourth inning. Still watching second base throws. The hitter swings and drives the ball hard to right field. Stone goes back nicely this time to make the catch. After starting to just wait as he did on the ball that Venora hit, but he got back that time to make the catch, and it's two out. Makes it two out in the fourth inning for the White Sox. They still have runners on first and second, and Luke Sewell, White Sox catcher, is a fast. Sewell up there at the plate. For is 6-2 in favor of Washington in the last half of the fourth inning. Pitcher turns and throws the second. Meyer takes the ball and tags Benora, who was already back on the base. So, Zeke takes his lead again. White Sox runners on first and second, two out in the fourth. Sewell is back. ready now throws, and Sewell takes the curveball wide. Rick Farrell came up with the ball, hands it the umpire. He a take off that time very peculiarly, as though it might be something wrong with the cover, but the umpire decides no, throws it, hands it back to Cassius, throws it back to pitcher. And the pitch is ready out there again. Seems to have the side and there's the stretch once more. Takes another look back at second and Hands to wide one across the knees for ball two. And the count is two and nothing. Two balls and no strike on Sewell. Two and nothing to count. Two and nothing, but the seems ready again. Throws, and Sewell swings in a high fly in a short left field. Simmons is in, waiting for the ball, and he circles around a little bit, finally makes the catch for the third out. Al seemed a little bit indecisive that time. He danced first one side, then to the other, but he finally made the catch, as he usually does, for the third out. And it's no run. One hit, two men left on base. In the last half of the fourth inning for the White Sox, and the score stands 6-2 in favor of the Senators at the end of the fourth inning. Tourists are the people who roll up big mileage every year, and they have ample opportunity to compare the pickup, power, speed, and mileage of many different gasolines. And tourists buy more Texaco Fire Chief gasoline than any other brand. They know that Fire Chief gives them more for their money. Why don't you try Fire Chief in your car? know, uh, Donald given he's a busy man out there. Oh, look, he's got Joe Allegretti with him down there. What do you know about that? A lot of wires here. What's this from Hetsburn out the Texas Company in Rockford. Unable to secure two tickets Sunday game. Only game I can see this season. Greatly appreciate any assistance you can give. Thanks, <laughs> Sorry, my there friend. You know. It's too late. You just can't give any assistance because there's just... I no more tickets to be had. That is, reserve tickets. There'll be 40,000, 45,000 tickets placed on sale... On Sunday morning, 40000 grandstand and 5000 lakes there. here. You see the albums again, Taylor to so me, Charlie Kaminsky, knew him well, C.J. Broughton from Wellmet. Wow. Oh, here's Big Gardner. Three runs is nothing, Hal. Call me after the game. Okay, okay a little, little bit. Yes, sir. One fella sitting right out here in front of us, R.G. a Taylor from the south side here at Chicago, who says he's seeing his first game, although he's been in city for 50 years. He went once back in 24 and fell asleep during the pregame practice and so never saw it, so he's taking a look today. The first man at bat in the fifth inning, Savage, it's the first pitch out to Epling, and it's thrown out at first base for the first out in the fifth inning. One out in the fifth inning for the Senators, and Al Simmons is at bat. Al Simmons, the Washington left fielder. But she winds up now to pitch the first one. Throws, now Al takes the curveball wide for ball one. One ball called on Simmons. You're winding up once more. Throws, and Al takes the wide one across the knees for ball two. And the count is two and nothing. Two balls and no strikes on Simmons. Two and nothing is the count. But the white's out there, smooth the dirt down. On in front of the slab, then starts to wind up and pitches. And now starts to swing, but to take a ball that's over the plate, but too low. And it's three and nothing. Three balls and no strike On Simmons, three and nothing to count. Three and nothing, but the end nothing. Pitcher seems ready again. Winds up once more. Throws and now takes a strike over the outside corner, about knee high, making it three and one. 3 end one is a count. Setter swings the next one to hit a high fly coming into right field. And Walker comes all the way in almost to the infield to make the catch. And it's one out. Or rather, two out in the fifth inning. About to take a look down here. Question Ernie asked. He so discovered it was two outs instead of one. And it's two out in the fifth inning for the Washington Senators. And Stone at that. Boy, oh, get me one of those six shooters. That would have me some fun. Yell there. There's our Moon on friend, George. And the first pitch the Stone, he takes wide and low for ball one. One ball called. One ball call. Pitcher ready once more. Starts to wind up. Pitches and the hitter swings. Hits the ball hard into right center for a good base hit. Walker's over there fast. Owens David Dixie makes the play. Throws the ball into second base and the runner gallops back to first. A single to right center by Stone, putting him on first base with two out in the fifth inning for the Senators. And Joe Cool, the Washington first baseman, is at best. Cool up there to play. Watching first base now, looks to play, gets ready to pitch the first one to Cool. Now he has the sign, there's the stretch, looks back at first base, pitches, and it's a high one inside for ball one. One ball called. Kane has the sign again, takes another look at the runner, then pitches a slow one. The header swings at a high fly to short left field. Bradcliff coming in hard, calling for the ball. He has it. Happening had started back fast but slowed down when the ripper made the call. And so Ray gets the ball for the third out. It's no runs, one hit, and one man left on base in the first half of the fifth inning. And the score is still six to two in favor of the Senators as the White Sox come to battle in the last half of the fifth inning. Himself, the White Sox pitcher, the first man at best. Broadcast The White Sox Washington game comes to you direct from Comiskey Park, the home of the White Sox at Chicago, as a presentation of your neighborhood Texaco dealer, distributor of Texaco, Fire Chief Gasoline. The broadcast reaches you through WCFL in Chicago. Kane is already standing up there alongside of Umpire Owens who's been talking to Mule Hot. I thought the reserve outfielder was on his way down the first base coaching line. Hayes out here waiting to swing. Hi, Don. How's that Northwest fan of yours coming along? Yeah, I saw Joe out there. The uh, pitcher's ready now, winds up to pitch the first one, throws the hitter, swings and fouls the ball back to the screen for strike one. One strike on Kane. And the pitcher winds up again, throws, the hitter swings and misses the curveball inside for a strike, and it's two strikes on Kane. Hitter swings the next one is the bound of the first baseman. Cool it, runs over, steps on first base, and it's one out in the fifth inning for the White Sox. One out in the fifth inning with Jackie Hayes, White Sox, lead out man and second baseman, now at bat. Get your White out there now to pick the first one to Jackie Hayes. Get your start to wind up. And throws, and Jackie takes the curveball inside and low for ball one. One ball called. Pitcher again starts to wind up. pitches, and there's a high one wide for ball two, and the count is two and nothing. Two and nothing is the count, With the pitcher ready again. He winds up once more, throws. And there's a high one wide for ball three, making it three balls and no strikes on Hayes. Three and one is the count. Waiting out there again now, stands there, getting his sign. starts to wind up. And pitches and Hayes gets the fourth ball, it's high and inside, and it's a base on ball for Hayes, putting him, bring him on first base with one out of the fifth inning and Krivich at best. Mr. Sands on the rubber there getting his sign to pitch the first one to Sivic. And the pitch comes over the plate for strike one. One strike on Mike. And there is ball one, and the count is one ball and one strike on Sivic. One and one the count on Mike. Hayes on first base, one out in the fifth inning for the White Sox. Washington leading, six to two. And he hits the next one. The line drives straight into the shortstop's hands. He gets the ball, throws the first, and the ball bounces out of Cool's glove. However, I think Hayes had managed to get back there just in time. Ball was well hit, but straight into shortstop Savage's hands. And he threw past the first to try to complete a double play, but Hayes got back, and then the ball bounded out of Cool's glove anyway. However, it's two out in the fifth inning for the White Sox, and Walker, Dixie Walker is at bat. and the hitter swings in an easy bounder down to Miles, gets a throw to first base, and Walker is out for the third out. So it's no runs, no hits, one man left on base in the last out of the fifth inning for the White Sox, and the score at the end of the fifth inning, the 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 Washington Senators are leading the White Sox by a score of 6 to 2. And now again, for just a moment, we return to the
0: studio. Stop for selling a Texaco Fire Chief gasoline. When you've tried Fire Chief in your car, tested it, given a thoroughgoing third-degree trial under every driving condition, then, and only then, will you know what emergency action really means. Texaco Fire Chief gasoline meets rigid specifications for emergency use, for use in fire engines, ambulances, and police cars. With Fire Chief in the tank of your car, you get everything in power, speed, and economy. That's why more tourists from coast to coast buy Fire Chief than any other single brand. So stop for a tank full of Fire Chief today. You'll get more for your money, yet you don't pay one cent more for Fire Chief than you do for ordinary gasoline. And now back to Comiskey Park for the continuation of the baseball game. Take it, Hal. I call him.
2: uh, Back at the ballpark for the start of the sixth inning, ladies and gentlemen, the first man at bat. For the Senators will be Meyer, Buddy Meyer, the second baseman. Left handed hitter, he's already up there at the plate to start the sixth inning. Washington leading by a score of six to two.
3: And the first pitch is a wide one for ball one. One ball called
1: on Meyer.
2: One ball call. Pitcher waits out there again. Steps up to the hitter. Steps back up to the plate. He was out of the batter's box. And Pitcher throws, and he takes a ball wide and low, making it two and nothing on Meyer. Two balls and no strikes on Buddy Meyer. Washington, second baseman at bat to start the sixth inning. Washington leading six to two. Kane again starts to wind up. Throws, and the hitter takes a strike over the inside corner about knee high. And so it's two and one. Two balls and one strike. Cain again starts to wind up. Throws and the hitter, swings and hits a high fly to short left field. up back at third base. Happening's going back there and makes the catch over near the foul line for the first out of the sixth inning. One out of the sixth inning for the Senators. And Rick Farrell steps up there to the plate. Farrell is at bat, Always waiting for the infielders to get back to their position. gets a sign, starts to wind up, and throws, then it's a strike over the outside corner above the knees. One strike on Farrell, one strike to count. getting his sign once more, suddenly Farrell discovers something wrong with the bat and starts back to the bench to get another one. Finally he found there was a crack in the handle of that one, which he didn't know about, so he throws it to the ground, takes another one from the bat point, and starts back up to the plate. Bonnie arrives there at the plate, and Kane smoothing the dirt down in front of the slabs ready to pitch him once more, and they're getting a sign, starts to wind up, and pitches and the hitter swings hit a ball hard down to Burger, who makes a nice stop on a very bad hop, and throws the first base, getting Farrell for the second out, and makes it two outs in the sixth inning for the Senators, and DeShong, the Washington pitchers coming up there to the plate. DeShong at back. Then he finally rise there. Saves the pitcher, but you stand there getting his time Starch is lined up. And throws then the hitter takes a strike over the heart of the plate about waist high. One strike on Dishon. One strike to count. Kane winds up again. Throws. And Jimmy Tigg gets the ball, just missed the outside corner, about across the way, dropped out of the catcher's glove, and it's one and one, one ball and one strike. One and one is the count with the pitcher winding up again, he throws, and there is the second ball, it's wide and low, making it two and one on Deshaun. Two balls and one strike. Two and one the count with the pitcher winding up again, he throws, and it's inside and low for the third ball making it three-and-one on Dishon. Three balls and one strike. Kane takes an easy wind-up throw again, and it's strike two. It barely caught the inside corner a little above the knees, making it three-and-two on Dishon. Three balls and two strikes. He sure again starts to wind up. Throws, and the hitter swings right through the box. He hits the ball and in the center field for a base hit. A single to center field by... Jimmy DeShong, the Washington pitcher, puts you on first base. Two out in the sixth inning. And Almeida, the Washington center fielder, is at best. Hitter swings and fouls the first one into the second deck, above and to the right of the pick, and it's strike one. One strike to count. The ball bounds out and over after being fumbled by some of the spectators up here. Goes down amongst the box seat occupants downstairs. It's one strike on Almeida. And the pitch is ready again. Throws on its inside across the way for a ball, making it one and one. One ball and one strike. One and one is the count. One and one, situating waiting there against the sign as Almeida shifts first, to bat first the back, first to one hand, then the other. Finally gets ready. As Keane pitches and the hitter swings, hit a ball in the center field. He's going way back and makes the catch out there for the third out. David <laughs> never hesitated. That ball had hardly left the bat before he had turned his back to the infield and was heading straight for that at wall. And he started watching back over his shoulder and whirled at the last minute to make that catch in deep center for the third out. So it's no run. One hit, one man left on base in the first half of the sixth inning. And the score is still 6-2 in favor of Washington. As the White Sox come to bat in the last half of the sixth, with Zeke Benora again the first man at bat. I don't know how many of the listeners had heard the one unusual bit of baseball news today. The Down there in St. Louis, they've had quite a shakeup, and manager Hornsby and coach Charlie O'Leary, who is incidentally resides in Chicago, have been released. And for the remainder of the season at least, Jim Bottomley has been named manager of the Browns, and Gabby Street who formerly managed the Cardinals and has recently been up there at St. Paul, has been called in to assist Bottomley as coach. And that's the reorganization today down there in St. Louis of the American League Club. Benora is up there at the plate now. Starts the last half of the sixth inning. She waits out there to get the Starts to wind up. And throws, and Zeke takes a slow and it's a curve over the outside corner about knee-high for strike one. One strike on Benora. waiting there for the next time. Seems to have it start to wind up. And pitches in there to take a wide one across the chest for ball one. So it's one and one. One ball and one strike on Benora. One and one the count. One and one, It winds up again, throws big Swings, did a long drive, to center field, but Almeida's over there waiting for it. Has it, and it's one out in the sixth inning. One out in the sixth inning for the White Sox. And Ratcliffe, the White Sox left fielder, is it back. Rip Clip up there now. Whitehead's doing a little warming up in the bullpen, but I believe it's just to get a good loosening up because he's expected to open against the Yankees. Next Friday, remember the Yankees here are Friday, Saturday, and Sunday with a doubleheader Sunday. First pitch to Radcliffe is a strike over the outside corner about waist high. One strike count. He's ready again, winds up once more.
1: Throws
2: and there's a ball, a third ball inside. Wait a minute, I saw that other one a strike. strike. it was a ball. I thought if I saw the umpire's arm come up on it. It was ball one, so it's ball two now, according to that board. And there is ball three inside across the waist, making it three and nothing. See balls and no strikes. Once more, Deshaun starts to wind up. pitches, And there's a strike down the middle waist We're the count of three and one. Three and one to count. And there's a the fourth ball high and wide. Right gets get the base on ball. Come on first base. With one out in the sixth inning for the white Sox, And Luke Appling, white stop, short stop, is at Appling up there to the plate. Luke takes the first one and is wide across the knees for ball one. One ball called. The ball in there for a look over by the umpire, but has it again, pitches, and it's a curve ball wide and low for ball two, making the count two and nothing. Two balls and no strikes on Appling. That's on first base, one out in the sixth inning for the White Sox. Throws again for a strike over the inside corner, about knee high. Appling turns and walks out of the box, apparently a little bit surprised. Bat, finally sets back up to the plate, and the count is two and one. Two balls and one strike. Then one but the team's ready again throws and it's strike two right down the alley just a little below the waist making it two and two two balls and two strikes on Appling one out Ratskip on first base in the sixth inning for the stock Washington leading six to two DeSean pitches again and Appling gets the third ball a fast one inside across the chest The run the count to three and two three balls and two strikes there to sign again, takes another look at the man at first pitch the runner's on the go as Appling hits the ball right back at the shortstop and he throws to second base and it both out although the play at second was a little close he uh, actually went off the base and then went back to the base again and he's uh, standing there on second base while they're trying to decide amongst the umpires what is what, Appling is arguing with umpire Johnson that he thought that the runner was safe at second and base is out there The umpire got himself into the argument by the fact that he spread his hand to indicate safe, and then, after the ball was thrown to first base, lifted his hand to his shoulder, indicating out. If he had raised his hand to begin with, I don't think there'd been any argument. Now, several of the players are gathered around him, because he did. He spread his hand parallel to the ground, which is the usual sign to indicate safe. And then, as the ball started on its way to first base, the one hand came up about even with his shoulder. I noticed that, but... Figured that he had started to call him safe, then realized he was out and made the change in play. But naturally, the ball players are going to, if possible, <laughs> remind him of a situation like that. So anyway, it's a double play, making it three out, no runs, no hits in the sixth inning for the White Sox, and the score standing six to two in favor of Washington at the end of the sixth inning. And now again for scores and batteries from other cities, we return to the studio.
0: The National League: the Cubs took the first game from the Phillies, four to one, and at the end of the sixth inning of the second game, lead the Phillies five to nothing. The Cubs five, Phillies nothing, at the end of the sixth inning of the second game with French and O'Day. The Cub battery for the second game for the Phillies: Jorgensen, Atwood, opening; Malcahe pitching in the third inning. The Brooklyn Dodgers blank the Pirates today, six to nothing, with Bowman and Todd the Pirate battery for the winning Dodgers: Jeffcoat and Spencer. The Reds lead the Giants at the end of the seventh inning, six to four, with Hollingsworth and Davis, the red battery, for the Giants, Castleman and Danning, Smith in the fifth, and Kaufman in the seventh. The Bees beat the Cardinals in the first game, five to one, and lead the Cardinals at the end of the fifth inning of the second game, two to one, with Dizzy Dean and Owen working for the Cardinals in the second game, for the Bees, Lanning and Miller. In St. Louis, the Yanks and the Browns are tied at the end of the first inning, nothing to nothing, with Wicker and Dickey, the Yankee battery, for the Browns, Coupeau and Hemsley. In Detroit, the Red Sox lead the Tigers at the end of the first half of the fifth inning, four to one, with Grove and Hotel, the Red Sox battery, for the Tigers, Bridges, and Hayworth. The Indians won the first game of the doubleheader from the Philadelphia Athletics, nine to eight, with Bob Feller, the winning pitcher, and in the second game, the warm-up pitchers for the A's, Ross, for the Indians, Galehouse.
2: And now back to Comiskey Park and Hal Potton. Take it, Hal. Back to fourth for the seventh inning, ladies and gentlemen, Lewis. Here's the first man at bat for Washington at the first pitch for a ball, followed the next one into the second deck to the left for a strike, and now the pitcher winds up, throws again, but he hits the ball hard into right field for a good, clean line single. Single the right by Lewis, putting him on first base. Nobody out of the seventh inning for Washington, and Travis, the Washington shortstop, is at bat. Travis up there to the plate. out there, the it down, gets ready to pitch the... First one Travis. Get his side, and there's the stretch. He looks at first base and throws over to first. And the runner's back with plenty of time no, Nobody out in the seventh inning. Lewis on first base. score is 6-2 in favor of Washington. Travis at bat. Watch the first base throws, and the header swings in a high fly, coming down foul back at third base. And back into the seats out of reach. It's one strike on Travis. One strike to count. One strike is the count. The pitcher waiting out there again. The Smooth that dirt down in front of the slide and then takes the plate once more. It's quite a while, finally has a sign. And pitches in the hitter, swings, hit a bounder down. Hayes goes far to his left, grabs for it, but it bounds down out in the right field. And the runner from first keeps right on for third base. Hayes dashed far to his left, grab for the ball, but it found it took a bad hop and went over his hand. On out into right field for a base hit. Moving Lewis to third base. And the Senators have runners on first and third. But nobody out in the seventh inning. And Simmons, Al Simmons, the Washington left fielder, is at best. Simmons up there at the plate. Rigney is now warming up the start alongside of whitehead who I believe, as I said, is tuning up for his the first Friday. And first pitch to Simmons, the curveball wide for ball one. One ball called. Seems ready out there once more now. Throws in the header swings, hit a ball in the right field for another base hit. One run is towards the runner, first makes the turn, but walkers throw across the infield. Two half rings, holds him at second base. So Simmons single-to-right scores Lewis at Simmons' third run batted in today. And Washington now leads the White Sox by a score of uh, 7-2 to two in the seventh inning. The runner's on first and second with nobody out. One run already home. And Stone, the right fielder, is at bat. Johnny's already up there at plate infield playing for an expected punt. Kane looks back at second base and pitches. And Stone instead swings it the high fly in a short left field. Barker's coming in very fast and gets it for the first out in the seventh inning. One out in the seventh inning for Washington. And Joe Cool, the Washington first baseman, is at bat. Cool up there at the plate. Then the hitter swings in hit a high fly into deep right center. Walker's way, way back there. So is Krivich. Mike calls for the ball. Makes the catch and makes the throw into second base. Holding the runner at first, but the runner from second goes on to third. After the catch... So it's two out in the seventh inning for Washington. They have runners now on first and third with one run home. And the man at that is Buddy Meyer, the Washington second baseman. Buddy stands there to waiting as Kane gets his and gets ready to pitch the first one to him. There's the stretch, looks at the runners, first and third and pitches, and the hitter hits a high fly to right field. Walker's back, waiting for the ball, backs up a little more, and makes the catch, although he caught him, kneeled down as he caught the ball, as though he again had lost it in that tough sun that they have to battle out there in the outfield. But he made the catch for the third out. And so, in the first half of the seventh inning, Washington had one run, three hits, two men left on base, and the score is 7-1 to one in favor of the Senators. As the White Sox come to bat in the last half of the seventh inning, the crowd is up for the seventh inning stretch, and the first White Sox hitter will be Berger. This broadcast of the White Sox-Washington game comes to you direct from Comiskey Park, the home of the White Sox at Chicago, as a presentation of your neighborhood Texaco dealer, distributor of Texaco Fire Chief Gasoline. The broadcast reaches you through station WCFL in Chicago. Attention, please. Burger's already up the there to take. For those
3: lions that are returning to the loot are now parked
1: on 34th Street at the street, yes, sir.
3: are
2: announcing where the buses are to take the lions back downtown. And anytime they want to go out there, they can go and get them. But I don't imagine many of them will want to leave yet. But there's a laugh when through these stands when he said they're there. Now, if you want to leave now. We not want to wait until the end of this ball game. Here's Berger at the start, the last half of the seventh inning for the White Sox. They start the plate as Deshaun looks around the boys in the field, gets ready to pitch. Stands are getting his time. is wind up throws, and the hitter swings in a high fly coming back on the open of the stand above third base. And it's one strike on Berger. One strike to count. waiting out there again, gets you sign winding up, and throws, and the hitter swings in, misses the, the curveball outside for strike two, and it's two strikes on Berger, two strikes to count, Mr. again starts to wind up, throws, and the hitter takes a wide one across the knees, and it's ball one, so it's one ball and two strikes on both, one and two to count, Burger takes the next one for the second strike, rather third strike, over the heart of the plate just above the knees, and he's called out on strike for the first out of the seventh inning. Didn't agree with that very much, but didn't have much of a complaint to make.
1: And now Luke Sewell steps up there to the plate. Sewell with that.
2: Rigney keeping warm, and might go in there in case they use a the pinch hitter for Kane this inning. And Sewell takes the first pick for a good strike over the heart of the plate about way far. One strike on two. Stone waits there again, has to sign once more. Starts to wind up. Pitches, and the hitter swings and hits a slow ball into the infield. Third baseman Lewis gets it, throws the first, but cool. Had to make a fine, reaching one-handed stab of the ball. A high throw to the left. But he got it and held onto it. On a nice play for the second out. So it's two out in the seventh inning for the White shot. and Kane. The pitcher is coming up to bat. Kane is on his way up there. Walking slowly up that plate. Barney arrives. Now, Mr. Stratton's going to take a little workout out there in the bullpen, also, to loosen up a little to bear, I reckon. And Kane swings the first pitch and misses the curveball inside for strike one. One strike is the count. It throws again. The hitter swings and misses a curveball or strike two. it's two strikes on King. Two strikes. To the count for the pitcher, ready once more. Winds up. Pitches and the hitter swings and misses. Striking out for the third out in the seventh inning, making it no run, no hit in the seventh inning for the White Sox. And at the end of the seventh inning, the White Sox. And Washington Senators stand with Washington leading 7 to 2. Washington 7, White Sox 2 at the end of the 7th inning. Don't drive a car that is full of squeaks and rattles. Let your Texaco dealer give your car a Marfax job. Marfax will get rid of all squeaks and rattles and make your car run smoother and ride easier. It lasts longer, too.
1: Try a Marfax
2: lubrication job. First man at that in the eighth inning for Washington will be Rick Powell, who is already on his way up there to the plate. the warm up and Barrel is stepping up that plate and there's the first pick two Rick Barrel the ball that came inside and low for ball one one ball call. And there's the next one. He started a swing stop, but he'd gone ball through on the ball, a high fastball inside, and he missed, of course, strike one. So, it's one and one. One ball and one strike on Rick. Game starts to wind up again. He throws, and Farrell takes ball to his inside across the waist, making it two balls and one strike on Rick Farrell. Two and one is the count. Here hits the next one. A beauty down the left field line for a base hit. The boys in the Sharks bullpen get out of the way as the ball goes through to the left field wall, and Redcliffe gets it, throws it into third base on a long hop as Farrell pulls up at second base. A double down the left field line by Rick Farrell, putting him on second base. With nobody out in the eighth inning for Washington, and Jimmy DeShong is at bat. Washington is leading the White Sox by a score of 7 to 2. watching second-base throws, and... Uh-huh, he was, <laughs> oh, our friend drives something new that time. He choked up on the bat, swung around as though to punt, and as the infielder started in, he pulled the bat back and took a little chop swing at the ball, but fouled it into the stand to the right of the plate for a strike one. One strike on Deshong. With a pitch you waiting there again. Arnie seems ready. Takes another look back at second base. pitches, and Jimmy was around, ready to bunt again, but the pitch came high and wide, so they let it go for ball one. And the count is one ball and one strike on Deshaun. One and one the count. One and one. Pitcher takes another look at second. Throws, and Deshaun bunts the ball right back to Kane, who turns, starts to throw to third, and sees that the man <laughs> is going back to second, so he whirls and throws the first, and he threw wide, but... Uh, Hayes got the ball, reaching way out to the left, hung on to the base, and then (laughs) Zeke Minura's hand went sweeping into the air in a typical umpire's out motion, but there wasn't any question about it so nobody could get mad. So the bunt resulted in nothing but getting the man at first base because the runner from second did not advance, so it's not a sacrifice naturally. Just plain infield out on the bunt. So it's one out of the eighth inning for Washington. Farrell is still on second base. And Almeida, the lead open man, and center fielder, left-handed hitter, is up there at the plate. at that. She throws and mel swings at a high fly in the right field. Walker's back under the ball. Comes in under it a little bit. Makes the catch and throws hard. Oh, look at that throw across the infield. Holy catch. Walker threw that ball to within five feet of third base and straight as a die, And gets a terrific run that applause from the fans for that great throw. That's the arm that was weak last year. So weak they had to tear it apart and put it together again. He's really been doing some throwing. And they uh, sort of respected that, too. That runner just made a start for third and then went back and stood there. Of course, he isn't particularly a fast man, but even then, very u- usually, the man at second on a ball hit that deep. will go to third anyway. So it's two out in the eighth inning for Washington. Farrell is still on second base, and Lewis... Buddy Lewis, the third baseman, another left-hander hitter at bat, hits the first pitch, a long hopper down to Appling, and gets it, throws the first, and Lewis is out for the third out, ending the eighth inning, the first half of the eighth. No runs, one hit, one man left on base. Cane pitch, good ball there, the first man up doubled, and he was still on second base when the inning was over. So it. 7 to 2 in favor of Washington as the White Sox come to bat in the last half of the eighth inning with Jackie Hayes, the White Sox second baseman and leadoff man, the first man at bat. Hayes up there at the plate. Whoa. And a fraud in the throat. The broadcast the White Sox Washington game comes to you direct from Comiskey Park, the home of the White Sox in Chicago, as a presentation of your neighborhood Texaco dealer. Distributor of Texaco Fire Chief Gasoline. The broadcast reaches you through station WCFL in Chicago. Hayes waits there as song goes through his warm-up. And Sean on the mound gets ready to pitch the first one to him. Starts to wind up.
3: And
2: pitches. And the header takes a high one inside for ball one. One ball called. One ball called. Ready again. Starts to wind up once more. Throws, and Jackie takes a strike over the heart of the plate just above the knees, and it's one and one. Brown and Stratton are both warming up now in the bullpen now for stop. Brown, I think, would go in there if they should suddenly get a big rally going here and get down far enough for the pinch hitter. The hitter hits the ball back over the pitcher's head, and Meyer gets the ball near second base and makes a nice underhand fit throw to first in order to retire Hayes by an eyelash for the first out in the eighth inning. One out in the eighth inning for the White Sox, and Mike Clevich is at bat. White Sox has still made only three hits. Off to Shong, the last one being Benoit's double in the fourth, which was really a misjudged fly on the part of Stone. Tom McGinley wants him to get started, but it starts pretty soon. Clevich gets the first pitch, an easy bounder down to Travis, who gets it, throws the first, and Clevich is out for the second out. So it's two out in the eighth inning for the White Sox. And Walker is at bat. <laughs> Takes a look around, getting ready to pitch the first one to Dixie. Finally starts to wind up. Throws, so, and Walker swings it, a barter down to the left, and it bombs
1: fast.
2: He shorts off, and out back, an out second base in the grass, and I believe it will be a base hit because the ball took a very nasty hop. And the uh, shortstop had to reach for it and it found it past him. And it's a base hit for Walker on a ball that took a nasty hop past uh, Travis, the shortstop. So put six on first base with two out in the eighth inning. And Zeke Vanura is at bat. Vanura is up there at the plate. And the first pitch
3: is wide and low for ball one.
1: One ball called.
2: And the pitcher throws again. Zeke takes the high one inside for a ball. And the count is one and one. One ball and one strike. One and one on Bonora. Wait for the next time. There he has it. There's the stretch. Like to look at first base pitcher. And it's a curve ball, wide and low for ball Two. For the count is two balls and one strike. Two and one on Zeke Bonura. Once more, the pitcher steps on the slab, adjusts his cap, looks the hitter. Gets his sign, he's ready to pitch. Takes a look at the man at first base pitcher. And Zeke takes the high one inside for ball three. And it's three balls and one strike on Bonura. Three and one the count. Washington leading the White Sox, 7-2 in the last half of the eighth inning. Deshong ready again, Pitches. And Benora swings and hits the ball foul, hits the catcher's mask. And then the protector and bounds out to the right, but he gets it and throws it back to the pitcher. DeSean stands out there on the mound, rubbing that ball up. Finally turns around, watches the plate again while he finishes rubbing up the ball, steps on the slab, suddenly steps off, takes a look at the runner at first. Cool holds his hands out, so saying, Come on, if you want to throw the ball for it? But well, he throws it into the plate instead so that the umpire can look it over. Three and two is the count. Fire Owens examines it very carefully, hands it back to catcher, Zeke it, And the ball is thrown back out to the pitcher with a count of three balls and two strikes on Benora. Three and two the count.
1: Right there for the next sign. There's the stretch
2: again. He pitches.
1: And with the runner on the
2: goal, Manoa follows the ball onto the roof of the stand above first base. And it's three and two still. Three balls and two strikes on Zeke. Three and two the count. Stens there watching the place getting ready to pitch again. And he has his signs. Pitches with a runner on the goal to hit hits one foul down the left field line. Hard hit bounder. And it's three and two still on Peak. Three balls and two strikes. Three and two to
1: count.
2: Seems ready again, throws. And it's a wide one for Ball Four as he gets the base on ball. It moves Walker to second base. And Rip Radcliffe comes up there to the plate for the stock. That's been up there three times. He forced Walker for the second out in the first inning. Grounded out to the shortstop for the first out in the fourth. Walked and was forced to second base to the front end of the double play at the end of the sixth inning. And he's up there now. With two out in the eighth inning, Mike Sox runners on first and second. Score seven to two in favor of Washington. And the first pitch inside and low for ball one. One ball called. You ready out there again? Takes another look at second pitchers. and Radcliffe hits the ball in the center. The a base hit. Runner from second is around third on his way home, and Benora stops and races back to second base just in time. Made the turn for third, returned and dashed back to second. Make sure of being safe somewhere, and still was almost out.
1: However,
2: Rasmus single to center scores Walker, makes the score seven to three in favor of Washington, and Luke Appling is at bat. Appleyng up there, straight. Runners on first and second, two out, one run home in the eighth, and Washington leading seven to three. Outling lined out to the center fielder for the third out in the first inning. Washington was left on base in the fourth and hit into the double play that ended the sixth inning. He's up there now. White Sox runners on first and second, two out, one run home in the eighth inning, Washington leading seven to three. And Luke takes the first pitch inside and low for ball one. One ball called. Seems to have a sign again. There's a stretch. Takes another look. Back at, back at second base. Pitches for a strike. Low curve the inside. Caught the heart of the plate about knee high. And it's one and one. My goodness. Thornton Lee. Pitched yesterday and won. Is out there warming up for the Sox Along with Brown. And the hitter hits the ball foul. Down past third base. And it's one and two. Pitching inside. Daffling for some reason or other. One and two is the count. One ball and two strikes. And the Pitcher wakes out there again. Gets a new ball to Pitch. Team's ready. Big look back at second base. Throws an appling swing. Did a pop fly out back at second base. Travis, the shortstop, and Maya, the second baseman, there. And Buddy comes into the infield. Catches the ball. Almost drops it, but manages to scoop it in against his. And hang on to it for the third out. So it's one run, two hits, and two men left on base in the last half of the eighth inning for the White Sox. And at the end of the eighth inning, Washington is leading the White Sox by a score of seven to three. Washington leading the White Sox seven to three at the end of the eighth inning. You'll start saving money the minute you fill the crankcase of your car with new Texaco motor oil. Texaco's perforal film is tough. It resists heat. It lasts longer. You'll be surprised how little oil your car will use when it has new Texaco motor oil. So try a crankcase full right away. First last side on the ninth inning for Washington is Travis, the shortstop. Seats is already up there at the plate as Kane finishes his warm-up, moves the dirt down in front of the slab, stands there watching the plate, and gets ready to pitch. Getting his sign out there. Finally starts his windup. Pitches, and the hitter takes a strike over the heart of the plate just above the knee. One strike on Travis. Strike at the count. It's the weight there again. Has the sign once more. Starts to wind up. Pitches and the hitter takes it inside across the waist for ball one. And the count is one ball and one strike on Travis. One and
3: one.
2: Gets the next one for a foul down the left field line and into the second deck. It's one and two. One ball and two strikes. One and two to count, but you walks slowly up onto the slab again. Stands there getting his sign as he watches his catcher. And finally, starts to wind up. Pitches, and the hitter swings and follows the ball back to the screen. It's still one and two. Ed Linky is doing a little warming up down the right field bullpen for the Senators. One and two to count, but waiting out there again. And they're getting a sign, winds up. And pitches and the hitter swings hit an easy bounder down to Hayes who gets it on the second half. Throws the first, and Travis is out for the first out in the ninth inning. One out of the ninth inning for the Senators. And Al Simmons, the Washington left fielder is at bat. Stein. he's winding up, and throws, an L, swings and hits the ball hard, and Hayes leaps into the air to make a fine one-handed grab of that ball, and hang on to it for the second up. Very nice play by Jackie, and it's two out in the ninth inning for the Senators. with Stone, Johnny Stone, the Washington right fielder, at bat, Stone up there at the plate. But she starts to wind up. Throws, and Stone takes it inside and low for ball one. Ball rolls back from the catcher, and so he gets another ball and throws it out the pitcher. Kane rubs it up a little bit.
1: She has a sign
2: once more, winds up. Throws, and Stone starts to swing, stops the ball, hits the bat and goes far up into the second deck, down in front of us to our left a little bit. And it's one and one. One ball and one strike. One and one to count. Seems ready out there again. Stands there watching the catcher for the sign. Starts to wind up. Still winding up until the hitter steps out of the box. He took such a long session out there, swinging his arms back and forth. In fact, he even looked away over toward the dugout. And now the pitcher winds up and pitches and Stone swings it a high fly into center field. Friedrich stands there waiting. Now he jogs three or four steps to the right. He's jogging in a little and makes the catch for the third out. So it's no runs, no hits. In the ninth inning for Washington. And no hit.
1: And the score is clear 7-3 in favor of the center as the
2: White Sox come to bat in the last half of the ninth inning with Berger, Rose Berger, the Washington third baseman, Beat this man at bat. Well, somebody's going to bat for Berger, Mr. Rosenthal. Larry Rosenthal is up there to bat in place of Berger in the ninth inning. He's already waiting there, swinging a couple of bats. The White Sox last chance to get back in this ball game because the Senators have a four-run lead and are leading seven to three going into the last half of the ninth. Larry steps up there at the plate now to start the last half of the ninth inning. And DeJong stands there waiting. Linky still keeping all ready and warm out there in the right field bullpen. He throws that first one. is inside across the waist for ball one. And the pitcher winds up again. Throws. Larry swings hits the bounder down the first baseline. Cool gets it. Races for the bag. And they slide in, and the runner is safe. runner beats into the bag. The Gertron was turning over, and the runner and fielder both slipped for the bag. And uh, the umpire calls time now while he straightens the base. Rosenthal beats it out for a base hit. They both slid for the base. And Larry slid in there just ahead of him and gets credit for a base hit. Zool is up there right now. Sewell is up there to take now to start his turn at bat in the ninth inning with Rosenthal on first base. Haas is already out here to bat in place of Kane. And the first pitch is a strike down the middle, which Luke lets go by for strike one. One strike to count. Already out there again, throws. And Sewell swings in a little looping flying short left field shortstop going back and makes the catch back there for the. Second out, or first out rather, second man up. I'm getting a little ahead of myself. And it's one out in the ninth inning for the White Sox with Haas now batting in place of Kane. Haas batting for Kane. Rosenthal on first base, one out in the ninth inning for the White Sox. And Haas is batting in place of Kane. Watch the first base pitches and Mule takes the wide one across the chest for ball one. One ball called. Last half of the ninth. Washington leading seven to three. It throws again, and Mule takes ball two. It's wide across the knees. This time, and it's two and nothing. Two balls and no strikes on Haas. One nothing is the count. a throws again, and it's a strike over the outside corner across the knees, making it two and one. Two balls and one strike on Two end, one count. It's ready out there again. brings the next one. Hit an easy bound to Meyer who throws the second. And the throw to first is not completed because Hart was across the bag and Travis merely held the ball. But Rosenthal is forced at second base Meyer. Travis for the second out. In the ninth inning, bringing Hayes, the leadoff man, to bat. Hayes up there at the plate. Out there to pitch now to Jackie. Sands they're getting his time. Watch the first base controls and Hayes hits a long drive to center field. But Almada's back, waiting for the ball, and gets it for the third out. And the ball game is over. With the score standing seven to three in favor of the Washington club, ending the White Sox winning streak at six straight. No runs, one hit, one man left on base in the last half of the ninth inning. And the total, the Senators had seven runs,
1: 12
3: hits,
2: no errors, and seven men left on the bases, and the White Sox had three runs, six hits, one error, and seven men left on the bases. The winning pitcher, of course, was DeJong. The losing pitcher was Dietrich, and the time of the game one hour and 54 minutes. No game here tomorrow. We'll do the cup game by wire on the air. And then on Friday, the New York Yankees are here to open their four-game series, single games Friday and Saturday, and a doubleheader on Sunday. All of the reserved seats and box seats are sold for Sunday, but 40,000 grandstand seats and 5,000 bleacher seats will be placed on sale Sunday morning. So there's still plenty of room for everybody. Well, that's all for now. So Hal Totten speaking for Uncle George as well as himself. Good afternoon from Comiskey Park, and we return to the studio. Goodbye now.
0: Beginning first, the National League. The Cubs took both games of a twin bill from the Philadelphia Phillies today, winning the first four to one with four runs, ten hits, and one error. To the Phillies, one run, eight hits, and no errors. Leon Hartnett, the Cub battery for the first game, Paul the Phillies Johnson and Grace. In the first game, Collins had a home run in the first inning, and Camille of the Phillies in the ninth inning. The Cubs won the second game six to nothing. They had six runs, eleven hits, and no errors. To the Phillies, no runs, six hits, and three errors. French and O'Day, the Cub battery for the second game, and for the Phillies, Jorgensen Atwood opened with Mulcahy pitching in the third inning, Kelleher in the eighth, and Crawford in the ninth inning. These two wins on the part of the Cubs, and the Giants losing to the Reds by a score of 6-5, to five puts the Cubs two games ahead of the Giants in the National League race. The Giants lost to the Reds today, 6-5, to five, when the Reds scored six runs, nine hits, and two errors, to the Giants five runs, ten hits, and five errors. Hollingsworth and Davis, the winning red battery, with Derringer pitching in the eighth inning, and for the Giants, Castleman and Danning opened... Smith on the mound in the fifth inning, Kaufman in the seventh, and Baker in the ninth. In that game, Whitehead of the Giants had a home run in the third with one on, Goodman of the Reds in the fifth inning with one on, and Moore of the Giants in the seventh with the bases empty. In Boston, the Bees stung the St. Louis Cardinals for a double win today, taking both games of the twin bill, winning the first from the Cardinals five to one with five runs, seven hits and no errors, to the Cardinals one run, five hits and no errors. Blake and Owen, the Cardinal battery for the game, for the Bees, Tetty and Miller. Miller of the Bees came through in the 11th inning with three men on base to score five runs. The Bees won five runs to one run for the Cardinals. In the second game, the Bees came out on top two to one with two runs, six hits, and one error to the Cardinals, one run, two hits, no error. Dizzy Dean, the losing pitcher for the Cardinals, with and the catcher, and for the Bees, Lanning and Miller. And now in the American League, the Yankees are leading the Browns at the end of the first half of the sixth inning, two to one. Wicker and Dickey, the Yankee battery, both the Browns, Kupal and Hemsley. Henrik of the Yanks had a home run in the second, and Crossetti in the sixth. In Detroit, the Boston Red Sox lead the Tigers at the end of the seventh inning, ten to three. Grove and Dessert-Telst, the Red Sox battery, for the Tigers, Bridges and Hayworth opening, Gill pitching in the sixth inning. Fox of the Red Sox has had two home runs, one in the second and one in the sixth with one man off. In Cleveland, the Indians won the first game of a twin bill from the Philadelphia Athletics, nine to eight, with nine runs, 13 hits and no errors, to the A's, eight runs, nine hits, and two errors. Thomas and Conroy started for the A's with Nelson pitching in the fifth and Kelly in the eighth. For the tribe, Harder and Sullivan started. Andrews Hilling in the eighth and Bob Feller, the winning pitcher on the slab in the ninth inning. In the second game at the end of the first half of the first inning, the A's lead the Indians three to nothing with Roth and Brucker, the A battery, for the Indians. Galehouse and Pitlack starting with Heaving replacing Galehouse in the first inning. Moses of the A's has had a home run. He had it in the first inning of the second game. On important plays... The base coaches advise their players, play safe. That's good baseball. It is also good advice to motorists who have one decision that must be played safe, and that is their choice of chassis lubrication. Every month, more and more drivers are making sure. Choose Marfac, the amazing Texaco lubricant. It stays with its job, clings to rapidly moving parts, your important chassis gears will run easier, and your car will ride smoother, last longer, and its depreciation will be markedly less per thousand miles with Marfac. Make it a point today to play safe on chassis lubrication. Drive to your nearest Texaco dealer and say, Marfax. Your neighborhood Texaco service station has brought you this broadcast of the Chicago White Sox and the Washington Senators baseball game direct from Comiskey Park. Fred Fowler speaking for the Texas company, invite you to tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2.10 p.m. for another baseball broadcast with Hal Totten at the microphone. And whenever you hear the siren and bell, think of Texaco.